Hey friends, today I will be having my very first guest interview with the lovely Jacqueline Jackie Rodriguez. Jackie was my classroom paraprofessional about four years ago when I was a special ed teacher for a mild to moderate special day class for students with autism. She is a wife, a boy mom of two, an amazing paraprofessional, and also a lifelong friend. Jackie has been working with kids, grades kindergarten through sixth grade level for about 13 years. She's currently in SDC or special day teacher aid or para for fourth and fifth grade students and have been do- has been doing this for about five years now. Jackie absolutely loves her job. It is rewarding to see the difference she can make in these students' lives. Today, Jackie will be sharing with me the five tips to work best with your paraprofessional. And I am so excited that she's here with us today, guys. And don't forget, if you would like to be featured on future episodes, please leave a review for my podcast. I will go ahead and read it live on the show. It is the best thing you can do to keep the show going. All righty, let's get to my first interview. So I present to you, Ms. Jackie Rodriguez. Overwhelmed with how to set up your special ed classroom? Confused with teaching small groups? How will you work with your paraprofessionals and other service providers? Hey friends, and welcome to Stepping Into Special Education. I'm Michelle Vasquez, a wife, mommy, and special education teacher. In this podcast, my mission is to supply new teachers with strategies through self-growth, classroom organization, and community building. If you're ready to jumpstart that classroom, have a plan for small groups, and learn how to work best with support staff, this podcast is for you. So grab that iced coffee and your favorite flare pen. It is time to get it started. We'll see you in the show. All right. For the past 13 years, I've had different combinations of aids. I had one aid. I had one. I had two I've even had up to four paraprofessionals or also known as aides in my classroom at one time. They came from all types of different backgrounds, ages, cultures, and experiences. I constantly needed to learn how to adapt, learn about their new personalities, and how to best work with my amazing paraprofessionals. But instead of me telling you I thought it would be super beneficial and fun to get some help on this matter. So I'd like to introduce the lovely Jackie Rodriguez. She is my first guest. Hey, Jackie. Hey, how are you? Good. How are you? Good. Thank you. Thank you for picking me to be uh, your first guest. It's an honor for you to have picked me. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. I'm excited that you're here, Jackie. I first started working with Jackie about four years ago when we uh, when we first met. I knew she had the background of working with students and schools. But if I could share, Jackie, I remember you letting me know that it was your very first experience in special ed, correct? Yes, it was my very first time. You know, I didn't have training. I didn't know what to expect. I was very nervous. Um, but once I saw you, I saw who you were. Like, I felt more comfortable. I Like I always said, I feel like it's always the person that you work with, not the kids. You know, you could adapt to the kids. But if you get along with the person that you're working with, everything will flow great and work best for you and me and for our students. So 
you know, is getting along, being respectful with others, with each other, letting each other know and, you know, with the kids. So once I met you, I knew it was going to be a great year. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely felt the same way. Um, and then on top of that, I think, Jackie, if you remember back then, we were both pregnant at the same time. <laughs> yes, we were both pregnant. I was three, two months pregnant. And I remember getting there and you were trying to do the bulletin board, getting ready mm-hmm. for the classroom. Right. And you're like, no, because, you know, you were more pregnant than I was. So I was like, oh, <laughs> like, be careful. And right away, you know, I started helping you. Like if we knew each other already, you know, like we were as a team, you made me felt comfortable. That's the most important thing. Like, you know, you don't know what to expect when you go, you know, but you made me feel comfortable. Like I said, it's like if we already knew each other. Awesome. I felt the same way. And which is why I wanted to bring Jackie on everyone. We worked together for two years and I definitely wanted to bring her onto this podcast to get her perspective from the paraprofessional standpoint with informing new special ed teachers the best tips with how to work with paraprofessionals or also known as instructional aides. We will be using those terms back and forth since we do use that in our special ed classrooms. But um, let's get started. Are you ready, Jackie? I'm ready. (laughs) All right. So together we will be sharing some tips of how to work best with your paraprofessional. So Jackie, go ahead, take it away. I feel number one is relationship, getting along, making sure that you and I get along, you know, being respectful of our times. I know there's times where, you know, you might, you have kids, I have kids. There might be times where we do have to take off, days off, whether a doctor's appointment, if you know ahead of time or I do, it's always best to let each other know or, you know, have a plan ready for the kids if you're gone absent you know or I'm absent and it's better for the kids you know because we work together as a team the kids could feel it they know when you had a bad day I had a bad day you know so kids get that vibe from that so you know communication I think it's a really good thing to have yeah so adding about relationships it is so important I think that's number one I completely agree with you it's just getting along well with each other and being respectful of one another. And when we were in the classroom together, Jackie was very communicative with me, with letting me know what's happening or if she was going to come in late or if I was going to come in late. Our relationship blossomed into something so good because we had such good communication back then, right? I agree. I think it's the way, you know, you're like a very person that's very approachable. And I feel like I am, you know, like the way we are, we're very, I don't know how I want to say person people. Like we talk to everyone. Like, you know, I always love to greet people. Good morning, students, everyone. So I'm very easy to talk to. And I always like to make people feel welcome, you know, so they could feel the vibe from the classroom. And I remember also when um, aides will come to sub for, you know, our other aide that we had in the afternoon, I always like to make them feel welcome, like, oh, good morning. How are you? Because, you know, they get that vibe and that way they they want to feel welcome and come back to our classroom again and help. Definitely. I felt the same way. And you are always so open to everyone new. And especially when we had subs coming in, you would just give them the lowdown while I was still teaching the kids. So it was great having you there that I wouldn't have to worry about explaining everything, right? Yes. Or sometimes, you know, you will have things going on with the students, you know, behavior or whatever the issue was. So I knew the routine and I would take the role, you know, 
keeping up with the kids so the kids wouldn't get distracted about, you know, with the behavior that's going on and continuing with the flow, you know. Okay, going on to the next tip is tip number two. Communication. Communication, I believe it's very, very important. Communicating when you have IEPs, there might be something that I may need to know to help the benefits for the student. You know, this student may need more help with this or that. Like we said, this is for the kids. We're here for the kids to help the kids as much as we can. So you communicating that to me will both be on the same page and to help the kids. Also, maybe debriefing at the end of the day. There's times where you and I are so busy that I can't tell you whether something happened at lunch, recess, or you two, you know, you were so busy that you couldn't come and tell me, hey, you know, I had this situation with the student. This is what happened in case you need to talk to parents. Also, if we're working in small groups with our students, hey, letting you know that this technique did work for the student, this didn't work. So being open to changing things if we have to, you know, if I tell you, hey, this works better for the student and you're open, then we could work. Because I think it's not just one way, but there's different ways that could work together, you know? And like right. we had also mentioned before to communicating whether I'm going to have time off, you're not going to be here. That's very important, having communication at all times. You know, we both have our li- our everyday lives, but we also have to be respectful of that to know what's going on and coming up and being prepared for the kids. Right. And I want to add on to what you were saying about IEPs, because the paraprofessionals, the aides, you aren't the ones going into the meetings typically, right? It's us as the special ed teachers going in and we're the ones getting all this information from everybody, the entire team. So I definitely feel it is our job as the special ed teachers to make sure with the important points that happened during the meeting especially with instruction or behavior-wise, how you will be working with the student as well. So everybody is on the same page with everything because you work with the student as well, not just me. And you need to know these things. So it is so very important, especially when, go ahead. And like you said, we're here for the kids. You, You know, like the kids need that. So if you and I work great, then it's even better. Right. And it makes such a huge difference for the student themselves. And how you were talking about debriefing at the very end of the day. We have so much going on and it's such a fast paced day and so many things happen. We have different students, different behaviors or non-behaviors. And it's really good to just debrief and hear what happened at the end of the day. Because usually as the special ed teacher, I think a rule of thumb is if there was an issue that happened throughout the day, it is best that the SPED teacher goes ahead and contacts the parents, right? If it, if they need to be contacted for something, something good or something bad, you know, just to let them know if their child comes home acting a certain way, being communicative with them and letting them know. So it's great if we can debrief at the very end of the day so we so I can go ahead and communicate that to the parent if we need to. And also maybe another good thing would be get ready for the next day, talking about what we're going to do, what groups wise, getting supplies ready for the next day, you know, because like we said, we don't know what's going to happen the next day. And it's always better to be prepared, having everything ready because you don't know we could have behaviors happening or, you know, you might need to step out or something. So it's always good to have materials and everything ready to go and talk about what we're going to do and have everything 
Right. I remember back when we were still working together, I tried to implement, and I'm doing this still today, is I try to implement at least one time per week when we have, or maybe biweekly when we're working in the classrooms and the teachers don't have their meetings. So during that time, I like to get together with my paraprofessionals, with you guys, as all of us as a team to let you know, okay, what's coming up or maybe what are some things or some questions that, you know, when you talk about what to plan for, for those small groups. That's good. And another thing is I am like a morning aide. So there is another aide in the PM. So maybe if we don't have time, because I'm not there at the end of the day, we could always have meetings like once a week or once a month and talk about it, you know, like to have time to talk about what's going on. Because if I'm there, maybe the other aide is not, doesn't know, about the morning or I don't know about the PM, you know, when I come in the morning, sometimes I get informed about what happened and the, at the end of the day and the aide doesn't know what happened in the morning. So I have to let her know, Hey, you know, this is what happened with so-and-so. So just be aware. So it's always good to have communication and that help that we need, you know, like being together there for the kids. Exactly. All righty. So let's move on to tip number three. Guidance guidance working as a team, right? Working as a team, the guidance, which we kind of touched upon. Um, yeah. else working with a team, like I said, with my aide and my teacher, we always work together. So sometimes I have to, like I said, I have to leave in the between recess or something. I don't mind staying a couple more minutes. So sometimes there's behavior wise where, you know, the aide's too busy with the other student. I can't just get and be like, oh, you know what? You don't have to, but when you love what you do and you have that team for great, awesome, you know, like you don't mind, you go above and beyond to do anything for the aides and the kids. So it's happened situations where it's time for me to clock out and, you know, there's a situation going on or we're short staff. I stay 15, 10 minutes. Like I said, you don't have to, but I don't mind. It's not like it's everyday thing that's happening and, um, working as a team, uh, taking up, you know, like, um, there might be times where things might not be working. For example, a math group. Hey, you know, letting you know that this didn't go well. What about we tweak it and we change it this way? You know, being open about changing things because it might not work. Maybe my opinion of something or the other aid or the teacher works better than mine. So being open to that, you can't just say, oh, it's my way, my way, because there's not just one way. There's many ways to work. So... Right. If I could add on to that. Yes. If I could add on to that, I know what's really good too with you actually just coming in as a new SPED aide way back four or five years ago. I feel as as special education teachers, it is our job to make sure that we are modeling how we want you to be with the students, correct? Yes, modeling. And there's sometimes, and especially me that I was new that one time, I didn't know what to do. I remember getting there and a kid, we were in assembly and a student didn't want to get up. I was like, oh my God, what do I do? And you approach me and you talk to the student and the student listened to you. I was like, oh, okay, that's how you do it. So like you said, modeling, or there's times where I, there's a situation where I can even get the student to listen and you come and help. It's not just because I'm the teacher aide means that I handle the behavior problems because you may have training that I don't have training. So you coming in and helping me, that's like a big help. And like I said, working as a team is what makes it best. 
Yes, I completely agree. We can't assume that everybody knows exactly what to do. As special ed teachers, I think we forget about that sometimes, that when we forget that, you know, we still need to guide you with what to do. Because like you said, we're the ones that went to the training for especially those high behaviors and everything. So once we model that for you, then just like you said, you'll know what to do next time. And we also do go to trainings here and there too, and they do give us techniques and tell us what to do. But sometimes the examples that they give us of what to do or how to do it, it doesn't even happen, you know, with the situation that we're going through. Maybe this student is bigger than me, stronger than me, little, you know, there's, you don't know what's going to happen. So sometimes the trainings, the trainings are very helpful, but we have different situations where it's not the same as you're taught at the training. It's just like however it is and happens. So I really appreciate that day that you came up to me and all the time you were very helpful, you know, approaching me or telling me, hey, the way you approach this student, you know, what about you approach them this way? Or what about if you do this? So now I know I'm learning and I'm also helping that student or, you know, vice versa, me telling you, hey, the way you did with this maybe could be helpful. Okay. Now coming on tip number four. Taking consideration of the paraprofessional, letting him or her, letting making sure that they feel comfortable what they're doing. Maybe, you know, there are situations where they need help, making sure they need the support and guidance that you may need to like stepping in um, if they have questions or they don't feel comfortable with some certain behavior. Um, there's times where we have students and, you know, I don't know what to do. I feel uncomfortable. You know, I don't want to hurt their student. You taking the consideration and be like, okay, you know what, you know, I'll step in and I'll help you. And then I know you were we were talking before and you were letting me know that your current teacher would ask your opinion about certain oh. things, right? Your input. So I also do love when you and the teacher that I'm currently working with <clears throat> always ask my opinion. Hey, I'm thinking of doing this. What do you think? It makes me feel, you know, especially important that she wants to know what I think about this. And she'll ask me, hey, what do you think about this? Should we do this? Should we do that? And I'm like, no, let's do it this way. We'll do it. And then if it doesn't work, we'll try it another way. Right. It's like getting ideas from you also, not just myself. You know, I, I actually get so many better ideas talking it out with my paraprofessionals or my aides because it's like, oh yeah, I didn't even think about it that way. So you definitely make more creative. And I know I talked about this before getting on the call, Jackie, is that Jackie's actually like the yin to my yang. You know, she she makes up for what I lack. So I love that about her. And then so that's what's really good with when we get the opinion of our paraprofessionals be like, okay, you know, what is something that I'm missing? And she was always there to kind of pick up where I left off or to fill in the areas that I didn't think about in the first place. So that's really good. So, I mean, the good thing about me, you know, I love and everybody that knows me loves that I love to organize. I have a little speed <laughs> with all that stuff. <laughs> Which so is where I'm the, lacking. <laughs> so that was a good thing, you know, because you got to do your teacher prep, you know, getting ready for the next day while I was organizing and having everything. That's a big help, you know, because that's another thing that you have to do. Imagine prepping, getting your materials ready, getting organized, having everything. And that's much easier because you know where everything is. Versus everything everywhere. And since I love doing that, you know, I had all your supplies, your art supplies, school supplies, you know, everything. So I remember you asking, hey, Jackie, where's this? 
and I will tell you where it's at. So I think that's also, like you said, um, having to see what's, what's the word that we said about what's their, what the, your um, teacher is gifted with, you know, yes. some are gifted with, for me, for example, me organization, some uh, with behavior wise, whatever is finding what they're really strong at doing. And then that way they can help in that point and that strong point. And that way, you know, you could do what you have to do. I think that's one thing that SCC teachers are blessed with having that aid to support you and help you. And like I said, if you have that relationship, when you get along with your teachers, I'm me personally, I'm willing to go above and beyond to help. There's times where I, I'll stay a couple minutes later. For example, I come before I don't have to. And I come like a day or two before to help the teacher get bulletin. I love Pinterest and I'll get ideas yeah. for Pinterest and I'll decorate the bulletin boards. And remember, I will get all these ideas Fun ideas you get. I will get a fun ideas from Pinterest to motivate the students. Uh, there was this one time where our kids were struggling with multiplication, so I looked on Pinterest and our kids were into Mario. So we did a multiplication step into step into multiplication, and we had different little levels and different colorful Yoshi's. The kids loved that, and that motivated them. Because the year before that, they wouldn't get as high as multiplication. We even got students passed all the way to 12. So it will motivate them. Like, hey, like my Yoshi's moving. Like I'm moving level. So we just got to work together and find ways to motivate our kids to make it fun learning. And like we said, be open-minded to changing things or, um, you know, to make things work better for our kids. Right. And that's another bonus tip. Pinterest is your friend. It is your lifelong friend yes. all the way. So definitely we referred there all the time to especially those fun games. Right. But yes. Jackie kind of man mentioned it already, which is tip number five, which is finding the gifts that your paraprofessionals already have. That's what I tried to do within these 13, 14 years of having different paraprofessionals and aides is I after getting to know them and seeing what they like to do and just noticing what gifts do they have. With Jackie, it was her organization skills. I had other aides that I know math was their strength. You know, so I looked at what gifts they had and really highlighted that and tried to give them more of that role. Definitely, like I said, what I was lacking or definitely the help that we need. Teachers, we need help. And I know I'm one to try to take everything on and that's not okay. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, you know, that can yeah. be stressful, but it's always, we have to be okay with relying on other people, you know, like I know sometimes right. we want everything done or we're like, Oh my God, what about this? And get done. But we have to learn not to do everything ourselves and rely on other people to help us because other people might be gifted with other things that could help us. Like me, you know, my organization skills. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Okay, Jackie, is there anything you feel we missed that you would like to add to let the uh, special ed teachers Going know? back to relationship, we need to make sure that we all get along. You know, teachers, aides, all of us together. If we all get along, then I mean, like I always said, kids, you know, I could handle ways to find situations, how to deal with the students. But if I'm not happy, you know, with or we're not getting along. I'm not going to want to go to work. You know, we need to make the environment fun. You wanting to go, you get, everybody gets along great. That way, making it fun and, you know, getting along with your teachers, your aides, everyone, 
So it could be a fun working environment where you look forward to going every day because like I said, we go to help these students and make it fun and learning environment for these students. So most important, I would say relationship, getting along with your staff, you know, communicating will make it just much easier and great for everyone. Right. Because if we don't have a good relationship, like how you were saying earlier, the students can tell. Yes. Right. And then you don't want to go to work because you're like, ah, no, I have to go and deal with this teacher, this age. (laughs) But when it's fun and you enjoy it, like, you know, there's times where I I can't go to work and I don't want to take a day off because I'm like, who's going to pick up the kids? Mm -hmm. Who's going to do this? But, you know, like, it's because I love what I do and we all get along great that I just want to be there. It, it makes it go by fast. Like, oh my God, I got to go already. <laughs> right, it does. I mean, we had a lot, a lot of laughter. Jackie was in the classroom with me when we, we had up to four people in the classroom. <laughs> There's yes. four eights, four eights plus me. I think that was five. So it was definitely, as a teacher, it was difficult at first to manage having that many aides coming in and out of the classroom. But all in all, we had so much fun, Jackie. Back and we, we definitely had grade eight. You know, we had that support that I'm talking about. Sometimes we had the one-on-one aides that would still help us and we will help them. You know, we didn't figure, we didn't think like, oh, well, that's your student. You know, you deal with it. No, we will help each other. And that's what's the beautiful thing about it. You know, like helping each other. It's just not you, just me. You know, if they need help, we figure out one way or another. And I really love that about our classroom that, it was sad when they had to leave, you know, but we had a really great team and that's the beauty of it, getting along. Right. Okay, Jackie, any any last advice you would like to share that would be beneficial to new special education teachers? Getting to know the person, you know, like the teacher age, your teacher, getting to know more information about them, like what they've done, what previous work they had, maybe some of them have more experience, maybe they're new or, you know, how many years have they been working, getting to know them on the personal level. So you know how they are being open-minded to being changed to things, you know, like when you left our classroom, I had to be open to if the teacher was going to change something, you know, I have to know that it's not always going to be the same thing, the same routine changes might come, even if it's, you know, the teacher is not new or whatever. There might be changes where he or she might say, you know what, this is not working. We're going to change it. Or it's been the same thing. Let's change it up. Being open to changes and different things, being supportive of each other, you know, whatever they want to do. It, like I said, if your A needs help and you see your A struggling, like, oh my God, you know, I see that they've been trying to handle this behavior for a little bit and they're not getting there to, you know, stepping in and helping them. Hey, like, this is how you should handle the situation. This is what you should do. Or, you know, whatever we talked about. Having each other support. You know, if I see the teachers having a a difficult behavior with the student, taking the role of, I already know what's going on in the class, taking over and continue with the classroom so the kids won't get distracted. You know, like I always said, having that support from each other, it's going to be awesome and make just the work environment great. Definitely. And I know Jackie always took on initiative. I didn't have to say anything because we developed that relationship, especially after two years, you just kind of knew what I needed at the moment. I didn't have to say anything. I just looked at you. Yeah. Hey, it's time to check, you know, homework, yeah. to put homework packets. You already had everything ready for me there for me to continue and do like making copies all ready for you. Like, yeah. like I said, taking the initiative. 
Like if you know, hey, just start. Or I know sometimes I will start doing things for you, changing the calendar, doing all these things for you, like getting it ready, making it easier for you. Right. And just having that systems and routines already in place helped even Jackie and other paraprofessionals coming in, just knowing what to do. And then it helps in turn the students and just makes the day go by so much smoother. All righty. Any more, any other last things, Jackie, that we missed? Or I think we, we can go on and on. (laughs) We keep talking and talking about our stuff. (laughs) Jackie and I can go on and on and on. We can talk for hours. Because we've became such good friends, even after I I left or I left the sped classroom, or we stopped working with each other about three years ago, and we're still connected. So, see, look at the relationship that we, you know, I I try to keep with my paraprofessionals. We may not talk all the time, but we're always there for. I know that if I need something, you're going to be there, and I'm going to be there for you too. And that's you know the great thing about it. You don't always have to be there, but you know I'm <laughs> proud of you with everything that you're doing, and keep it up. And you you got this girl. You got it. (laughs) Jackie, you are awesome. Let me just go ahead and just uh, quickly recap with what we talked about. So the five tips to work better with your paraprofessional. Tip number one is having a great relationship. Number two is having that good communication with your paraprofessional. Tip number three is working as a team and modeling and giving that guidance to your paraprofessional. Tip number four is taking the consideration and opinion and input of your paraprofessional when you need it. And uh, tip number five is finding the gifts with paraprofessionals, highlighting their strengths. All right. Well, also, please make sure that you join my free Facebook group, www.facebook.com backslash groups backslash stepping into special ed. The link will be in the show notes. Share what tips resonated with you the most with what Jackie and myself talked about or any other tips you'd like to share with the community. Again, thank you, Jackie. I love you, girl. Thank you for having me. Thank you for picking me. I feel really special. Thank you. Of course, who else would I pick? (laughs) I I have. (laughs) I'm very blessed to have amazing aides, but Jackie was there when it was all, you know, we had a great group of people, one of the best classes I had. Thank you so much, Jackie, again. Everyone take care, friends, and have a great week. Hey, before you leave, if you felt this show taught you something and got you one step closer to where you want to be, please leave me a quick review and follow this podcast. It is the best thing you can do to keep the show going. Also, be sure to join my free Facebook group, You'll be able to connect with me and get support from fellow educators just like you. Remember that you do make a difference and that there's always that one student that can't wait to see you every single day. Till next time, my friend. Take care.